0: You're listening to the Modern Web podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's m-o-d-e-r-n-d-o-t-w-e-b. Yeah, I mean, all really,
1: really, it's it's React's game to lose, and the way that you lose it is stagnation uh, and slowdown. And And that is a natural function of popularity where like now all of a sudden you can't break the world. So you're hesitant to release breaking changes.
0: Ben Lesh, Adam Rakes, and Tracy Lee talk about observables in the browser, React, and whether AI will replace the front-end developer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Modern Web Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Elite or on LinkedIn at Tracy S. Lee. And uh, I'm here with Adam Rackus. Look at that, Ben. I didn't introduce you first. Ooh. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Rackus or on LinkedIn. I was his 101.
2: I need to accept your invite. LinkedIn. I'm sorry, I haven't done that yet.
0: Oh, never mind. Adam, from, Adam has 100, and I'm I'm left out in the cold. So follow Adam on LinkedIn, and then Ben. Ben, yeah, on,
1: I, LinkedIn. on on LinkedIn, all I do is when recruiters message me, I just forward them Adam's contact information. So
0: that's a good idea. Yeah. So you can follow Ben. That's how I got ben my job with. Spotify. Seriously, though.
1: Oh, probably. Seriously. <laughs>
0: What are you guys excited about these days, (laughs) this week?
1: Uh, The observables landing in the browser is still my number one thing I'm excited about. Like, There's a lot of progress being made on it. Um, Right now, honestly, the set of methods that seem like they'll land in the browser makes me believe that uh, the majority of people could just stop using RxJS for new stuff. They just use what's in the browser.
0: so like there's two billion some odd people that download RxJS annually, just like use the browser.
1: Yeah, I mean you know these things. It's like load. It'll literally be lodash for events, which is what I used to call it like eight years ago or whatever. But basically, it'll be like lodash where there's certain things that you can do with observables that you would need RxJS for to make life easy for you, and then the native observables will do most everything else. Like like arrays and lodash, right? Like Arrays can do almost everything most people need arrays to do on their own. But every now and then someone will be like, I need to do X and I don't know how to do X other than to use Lodash's zip function or whatever.
2: So is it still going yeah. in what wig or is it TC 39? What wig? yeah, just laying in so the browser. It's. it's browser seven.
1: No, Node uh, wants it as well. So Node uses the same web platform tests, and uh, there's been a, a green light to once once it's kind of settling in in uh, the browser, try to get it added to Node because uh, Node has event target, and this is being added also onto event target. So they want to keep that
2: parity. Nice. Yeah, and you need it for like server rendering. So yeah, I'm stoked. Yep.
0: So what do you guys think of this whole, um, this, uh, somebody commented the other day that, uh, like screw who was it? I can't remember who it was, but the whole idea of like, forget listening to your customer as a developer, just have strong opinions, have strong opinions. And it reminds me of like, uh, you know. Brian Carniato and solid and signals right how he's like sure fine you don't like this signal things but trust me and then all of a sudden like signals is everywhere or am I getting the timeline off but what do you guys think of that like to change a paradigm like
1: I mean if you're writing if you're writing tools for programmers then I mean, there's a certain amount of you need to listen to them because they're going to be the ones telling you about errors and whatever. But there's also a certain amount of like the majority of software developers just want a recipe to do X and they don't really care why it works. And so some of the ideas they come to you with are like, I have this specific need and I want you to add a method that does exactly what I want. And that's not really what's best for everybody. you know, if I added every method to RxJS that someone wanted, or requested, like the customer asked for, uh, there would be five times more than I think what we already have, and there's already five times more than we need, in my opinion. So, um, yeah.
0: five times uh, more mustache.
1: Yes. You must ask your question. <laughs> if uh, now, if you're talking about like an actual product that people use, if you're not listening to your customers, well, then you're stupid. Like they're going to bail on you unless you're the only game in town in which case eventually someone else becomes the better game in town and you lose. So Well then yeah, what
0: do you all think, think about like you you see Ryan's point
2: or for what he did like if you're trying to build the next best thing or the next new thing or the next big thing then yeah your existing customers aren't going to tell you you have to follow your vision and just build it and hope that it succeeds like he did with Solid. Well, it, it succeeded a lot. I mean, we'll see if it becomes the next React or not. But I think I get his point. But yeah, for a product with customers, you obviously listen to your customers, like Ben said.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, like Solid. I have, if there's that soundbite going around right now, I mean, it's like Solid is definitively better than React. Um,
2: Clearly, but, ten times
1: better, or whatever. It, it, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's so there's the thing of like it has to be ten times better. Like Ryan Carniato was joking about that. someone said, it has to be 10 times better for people to move over. Realistically, all that actually needs to happen is uh, you can look at Angular and see what needs to happen. All that needs to happen is uh, it needs to stagnate long enough that users get frustrated and decide to look over the fence and see what somebody else is doing and try that for their next project, right? Like, because on a long timeline, uh, I do think that web apps are living longer and longer and longer now than they used to. But like on a long enough timeline any app you work on is going to go into sunset mode and be rewritten as some other thing or like just be on maintenance mode and you go and you work on some new project and that new project like i mean realistically there's nothing stopping most people from using uh solid js other than fear of the unknown right like um it's i think that most people that can do react programming can develop a solid js app pretty quickly. Like, I don't think there's a lot of like, well, that's weird or surprising. Um, where that might not be true with like spelt or view. I think that those are significantly different enough that people might have a hard time jumping over, but yeah, I mean, all really, really it's, it's reacts game to lose. And the way that you lose it is stagnation, uh, and and slowdown, And that is a natural function of popularity where like now all of a sudden you can't break the world. So you're hesitant to release breaking changes. Yeah, no. like it's
0: like uh it's like, a, it's like a, oh it's funny that you say react is hesitant to release breaking changes. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, I mean that's that's what that's one of the things that can happen. Like that's mm. uh angular angular. So angular to problems. angular to put a bad taste in the angular team's mouth like oh my god this huge freak out that we wrote wrote a totally different framework and gave it the same name. Mm-hmm. Right? And people are like, Oh, how do I port my stuff? And the real answer should have been name it something else. And like, people won't even think about needing to port their stuff. Right. They'll just be like, Oh, there's this new one that Google's doing. And you just maintain them side by side, like they did for years and maybe even provide ways to migrate like they did for years, but you don't have that bad taste in people's mouth. Um, the,
0: they probably don't have had, the adoption either.
1: Well, they were so, um, well, I, the Angular two. No, I mean it was that was Angular Angular JS to Angular two. It was Angular's game to lose, and they would for whatever they built, because uh, whatever they built was going to be wildly popular, especially if the branding of Angular was pointing over to it. And um, they 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 got a bad taste in their own mouths. The the core team did because of all the belly aching about all of the breaking and how hard it was to migrate and this that inside of Google and outside of Google, and like you. You, they ended up in the situation where they're really, really methodical about breaking changes, which is great for the Angular users, meaning that you update your Angular app and the odds that you're breaking something are pretty low, uh, if, as long as you don't know, update multiple major versions at the same time. The, um, the downside is the velocity of new features that gets added slows down significantly. And then when you go and you do something like Ivy or something where you're restructuring the inner core of everything and you don't want to have breaking changes, then that, that added years onto that task, right? Like if you were just like, I'm going to de- develop a new rendering thing and I don't care if I break life cycle, I'm just going to like say, here's my new major version. It, like some things don't work. And like, here's all the known deficiencies. Like you could have released that two or three years earlier or two years earlier, cause it took like three years or something. But then people are waiting for that long tail of them trying to make sure they're not breaking anything with a brand new rendering engine. Um, and like the same thing could happen to react, like react could get into this funk where they're like trying to perfect SSR, which is a feature that maybe, you know, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, probably half of people will use it or, or less. Right. Like, uh, and, like, it's just like, they could get into like a cycle where they're just focused on something like that. And other features that people are asking for don't land, uh, although React's so thin, I don't really know what other features people would ask for or like react native could slow them down which i think that actually is the case that's happened probably a couple times where compatibility for react native and the abstractions built into to that might have sl- slowed them down for releasing certain things but yeah what about it's... what
0: about this whole idea though that like people don't even care about the latest framework anymore it's like if you like for many years right from 2020 or 20 you know, 20, you know once we once we hit, hit the pandemic you know, everybody's like, oh, everything's so kind of stagnated. Everybody's focused on, you know, their own thing or this pandemic thing that's happening. And there's not a lot of innovation. And then all of a sudden, you know, was it last year that like, oh, all of a sudden, like, so it's felt quick. You know, there's these like conversations happening and there's all this movement within the, um, the industry. And you're seeing like TC39 and WhatWig and the CSS APIs, like, you know, just like all this stuff happening now. Um, but what about this idea that like people don't even care about the latest framework anymore? Because now instead of like, Hey, let's build it on the best framework or blah, blah, blah for performance, everything's become so good enough that it's just good enough that it works and we care about something else.
1: I don't know. I like that i think it's it's kind of the same driver like i think you're right that people don't know or don't really care if you could even come out with the framework that's 10 times better than react and people most likely will not care because react is good enough the the thing that gets people to move to new libraries and new frameworks is usually uh something like um some slowdown in the existing tool or library or framework that they're using that relates to backwards compatibility with some old browser that that person doesn't care about like say they're if you're working in like bleeding edge like i only work in chromium browsers i only work you know i only target electron or something like that then all of a sudden every now and then you hit things where you have some goopy api and you're like oh there's like a native api that's like two lines of code i could use to do this but the the framework makes it hard, or this library makes it hard, or this library has added a whole bunch of bloat for no reason. That gets people to move to new things, um, which goes back to the stagnation problem. Like if 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 your if your framework or your library is unable to accommodate the new features that are landing in the web platform or or the new uh, features that are landing in JavaScript very well, and some other thing is, and like. Next thing you know, like there's people moving that direction. There's thought leaders moving that direction. There's more articles and more hype and buzz around that that new direction. And people like, oh, like I think I really need whatever it is, like uh, server rendering or observables in the browser, whatever the, whatever it may be that lands. Uh, there's people get that thought process, and, and, and if you're if you let's say your library or framework doesn't support the native observables that land in tc 39 proposal or something like that, or the native um, signals rather, then people will be like, oh, this thing's kind of behind the times. Maybe I should update what I'm working on. Like there's, th- that stagnation I think is is the same sort of thing. People don't care about the new thing until the thing they're using is too stagnant for them and they don't get the new things that they want.
0: You guys find it funny that like things that originate like why is it that things that, that originate from Silicon Valley become like the standard? Like, what is it? What money. is it about? You think so? I mean, no, but I mean, we're talking about like engineering teams, right? Like, um, you know, uh, you know this trend right now for air, you know, the like a, what is it a year ago or something like that you know, Airbnb said that they were getting rid of the product manager role. And now everybody's like, nobody needs product managers. Or like, <laughs> or like you know, Netflix's standards on X or Airbnb's, um, what was it like? Airbnb did like a bunch of stuff with React Native, right? And, you know, that became like the standard or like, you know, how Silicon Valley does things or works like becomes the standard.
1: Just business people thinking the same way that developers do like like I was saying earlier people want people want a recipe. They don't want to they don't want to solve the problem. They want the problem like here's the recipe to solve the problem. So mm. they read some article that says this is how you know the thought leaders at X company that you know and and Revere did it. So therefore it's got to be good.
0: And That's how uh-huh. like Jira and um, and uh, what's it called? Agile, proliferated.
2: (laughs) Scrum.
1: (laughs) Adam's a scrum master. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) What do you guys think of this idea that like, um, that, uh, you know, to be a good engineer these days, you should become a really, really good product person. Or like, you need to like be a product person to be an engineer.
2: I don't think I've heard anyone say that. No, I hope not. It's not (laughs) that must
1: be in the, that must be in like the management echo chamber. We're we're not firmly in that yet. You must be a scrum
0: master to be an engineer (laughs) Scrum
1: master. I I still think it sounds like every time I've heard it for years and years. And every time I hear Scrum Master, I still think it sounds like something from Dungeons and Dragons. Like I'm the
2: Scrum Master.
0: (laughs) Well, Adam, you've been quiet.
2: A little bit. He's high.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On Tailwind.
2: (laughs) I like me some Tailwind. No, and I mean like, like I don't know the the, the whole. There's
1: we, we we're talking a little bit before was it before we started like we we're talking about like cults and how things become cults. Mm-hmm. Um, Rxs is we? a cult, like yeah, like Wait, I, I was. Were we talking like, about
0: your mustache? No, we weren't yet because I no. revealed that. I have a podcast.
1: I have a I have a cult leader mustache. it's true. <laughs> um, or like a like a like a profile picture, like a whatever those those drawings that they do for police sketches that's what i look like
0: <laughs> what are those called
2: police sketches i don't know yeah i, <laughs> I, look, I look like a i look like a
1: police sketch of a uh, composite drawing of ben lesh is what i look like
0: <laughs> what are you guys excited about on the ai side anything eh. no
1: I, I, use it every day. I use it for all sorts of random stuff every day.
0: I heard that there like
1: a, both, both, but usually GPT more than copilot, but
0: what do you use it for?
1: Um, well, copilot, a lot of that is like when I'm writing tests, it's pretty, it's pretty efficient or like if I'm doing repetitive code, it, it seems to like auto complete what I was going to type pretty quickly. The downside being is I have to go back and double check it. Cause it's not correct. A good mm-hmm. amount of the time I'd say it's correct. Maybe 60% of the time um chat gpt on the other hand i use mostly for ideation purposes like you know given some problem what are you know what are areas or things i should look into or like um working through um working through some problem space where i'm dealing with apis i'm not really familiar with because it'll give me clues about what to go look up or uh it'll give me clues about um, algorithms that people are people commonly use with some API that I'm not used to, um, but I don't know if you saw me post about this the other day. But one of the things I do with Chat is every night or every other night, I will generate a story, a bedtime story for my daughter, and I can go back to that chat and continue like add like follow on stories, like so oh, like really sequels, cute. and it generate images for it and everything. So that's that's a really fun use case for it. Um, Every yeah, Wednesday you
0: I generate a picture of a camel because it's hump day.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. But yeah, it's not good at facts and like, it's, it's okay at regurgitating parts of algorithms that it read, but it's not, it's not, people don't understand that it's not actually solving an algorithm. It's, it's taking some words that you said and some, some code that it read and divining, like saying, okay, when given these inputs with all of the other inputs that I have, like what I'm going to guess what, what bits of code should be next as it's going along. So it's not really like people have this idea that it's actually going to like, it's actually doing logic to solve problems. And it's not quite doing that. It's doing analysis and, and guesswork to solve problems.
0: I I've so. heard that like, there's like product managers now is that like. Will just write code like ask Chat GPT to like write a bit of code for them, and they just need an engineer to like finagle it a little bit, and then it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that's all well and good until whatever you're writing code against is you know newer than the
2: last 18 months, and in which case you're in trouble. I've had some good luck getting GPT to give me some basic facts, I was getting up to speed on Postgres, I needed to like unwrap a JSON array so I could join against it. And I was like, hey, blah, 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 blah. What function do I use to basically turn this JSON array into a table, which was surprisingly hard to look up in the various Postgres docs. But man, GPT mm-hmm. got to me first try, exactly what I needed. Yeah. yeah,
1: if if you think of it like, oh, I'm gonna go to this instead of you know searching the internet searching stack overflow searching documentation and aggregating all of it and trying to figure out what it actually means like it's pretty good at that and mm-hmm. um it's still not 100 percent correct all the time but at the very least it'll be like here's the basic thing you need to do and then you can go look up the apis that it told you to use and be like okay how does this actually work um if it doesn't work right so
0: yeah i don't think anybody should be afraid for their jobs because like if you just have to have a brain to be able to use gpt you can't just like blindly use it
1: i do think it'll mean like a hiring slowdown i don't think it's gonna like get anyone fired and replaced but um really i mean that's what so like automation does that right so Mm -hmm. if you're talking about automation in, in factories let's say like the the advent of like robots and factories didn't necessarily mean that they laid off all the factory workers. What it meant was that the factory could produce things, you know, three or four times faster and they didn't have to hire more people to do it. Mm. Like if, if you're if you're a company that can magically like take the resources you have and the expenses you have and suddenly produce four times more widgets like as long as it's not something we're flooding the market and making them reduce in price, like why would you not just increase production and keep your expenses the same and make more money? Right? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really, doesn't really add up, especially when it comes to the production of software. Like, so you can what maintain your current pace that no one's ever been happy with. And in my entire career, no one's ever been happy with how quickly software gets done. Right. So like you could maintain that pace and have fewer employees and have like some large language model make up the difference or you could have the same number of employees and have some large language models help them be more productive and, you know, have a faster pace to your development cycle. Like, eh,
0: well, I wanted, to- <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor as we end. Uh, this dot. Um and you know if you go read Ben Lush's medium, you can also find links to this dot. I'm halfway kidding, but <laughs> I did find some links and random uh things that Ben Lush's medium directed to this dot's website today. So I thought that was a little weird. Anyways, well, was I digress. RXJS two?
2: Two. I didn't weird. even write that one. That's probably what's on Ben's Medium, just stuff from five years ago. Four, I yeah, yeah. Three, three, two. yeah I, don't, I don't even know what's I have to go look. I
1: should, yeah. I should deactivate it.
0: Okay, so this dot, um, you know, we love helping companies bridge the gap between business objectives and tech implementation because um, that can get messy. Does it get messy, y'all? Business objectives and tech
1: implementation.
0: Nobody knows how to do that.
1: Adam Rackus does. <laughs>
0: We get to oh work with cool companies like T-Mobile, Meta, Google, Wikimedia, PayPal, Herman Miller, um, and we love helping companies. So you can check us out at this this.co um, or find a more fun podcast there, too. I could do a whole one about Ben Lush's new mustache.
1: Oh, my God. I, I'm so I'm worried that I just talked so much that Adam didn't get a word word in or. That he's actually being held at gunpoint and that's why we didn't get any hot takes from him i just i don't understand what's yeah. going on with adam right now
0: hot hot uh, take, hot, take to, hot take to end of the episode
2: i'll ram myself in better next time
0: <laughs> all right well thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time Come This podcast is sponsored by Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O slash labs.
1: We got no a show for you.